0: Nissan Ubinaka, you're listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific, Ngor Okoroi Hawkins. Coming up first...
1: It seems like Air New Zealand doesn't have any corporate memory of how important the South Pacific, and in particular the Cook Islands, has been to Air New Zealand brand.
0: Cook Islands battling to restore flights to the US after Air New Zealand's bombshell. Also, there's been an unprecedented triple win for Tahiti's pro-independence opposition party...
2: And what's uh, sort of surprising in there is that it's a
0: youth boat that carried a lot. And later on, we talk to our correspondent in the Northern Marianas, where the first medals of the 2022 Pacific Mini Games have been won. Cook Island's tourism operators say they feel gutted after Air New Zealand dropped direct flights between LA and Rarotonga. Before the pandemic closed the region's borders, the airline flew the route once a week, now, the Cooks is being forced to pivot and find other options to avoid losing tourists from America and Europe. Elisha Foon has the story.
3: The Cook Islands economy survives on tourism. And so, in New Zealand's announcement that it would not be reinstating direct flights between LA and Tonga, effectively cutting a key link to the Northern Hemisphere, is devastating news. Tata Crockham owns and manages the Daratongan Beach Resort, Sanctuary Tonga, and Atutaki Lagoon. He says the route cancellation is a huge blow.
1: Uh, seismic surprise. It just doesn't make sense. Why, you know, why do you walk away from routes that have been in place for 30, 40, 50 years? I mean, it seems like Air New Zealand doesn't have any corporate memory of how important the South Pacific, and in particular the Cook Islands, has been to Air New Zealand brand.
3: The service, which was underwritten by the Cook Islands government, provided a substantial return on investment to the Cook Islands economy. In 2013, Air New Zealand won a contract to continue providing flights to Rarotonga from LA and Sydney, and it's historically been funded by the Cooks and New Zealand government. Crocombe says it feels like a betrayal. Well, why
1: aren't the Cook Islands, Tokelau, and Niue, which are realm countries of New Zealand, why aren't they treated as part of New Zealand? Why would the government have bailed it out? You know, not once, twice. Maybe New Zealand has become too focused on the dollars and cents and not enough on its broader mission.
3: Getting to Rarotonga from the US is still possible, but only via Auckland. Cook Island Tourism Industry Council President Liana Scott says unfortunately she saw this coming.
4: So it wasn't really too much of a a surprise. L.A. Rara didn't just bring in Americans, it actually brought in Europeans, and I think that's the market that we are going to miss, uh, particularly over our lower season. So now the uh, focus is just to see what else is available and what else is possible.
3: Air New Zealand provided a written statement in response. The route was dropped due to the effects of COVID and now we have had to prioritise where we fly, prioritising point-to-point travel from New Zealand. There's no plans to restart the route at this point of time. In response to the cancellation, the Cook Islands government is already negotiating alternative arrangements with other airlines. Last month, a memorandum of understanding was signed between Eta Nui and Irara Tonga for a code share deal tying the Cook Islands into Air e Tahiti Nui's network into the US market Miss Scott is hoping other possibilities present themselves to help make up for the shortfall
4: uh, Already there's talks with Air e Rarotonga doing a Tahiti Rarotonga connecting with flights that are currently flying in from uh, with Air e Tahiti Nui uh, from Seattle to Tahiti
2: Los Angeles to Tahiti
3: Tata Crookham says if Air New Zealand isn't worried about how the move will impact Cook Islands economy, he is sure other nations such as China will only be too happy to help.
1: The Cook Islands and up uh, and Tokelau, but Tokelau doesn't have an airport. Uh, uh, those economies are totally dependent, totally dependent on Air New Zealand. I think so- somewhere further up in the New Zealand government, they're going to have to say no. You can't, you can't crush these people's economy. No, you just cannot do that.
0: In an unprecedented result, French Polynesia's three seats in the French National Assembly have been won by the candidates of the pro-independence hoira Party. The three will sit with the left-wing Noops group, which emerged as the second biggest force in the 577-strong National Assembly. In New Caledonia and in Wallis and Fortuna, the candidates standing for President Emmanuel Macron's party won the three seats on offer. Joining me is RNZ Pacific senior journalist Walter Zweifel. Kira Walter, welcome back on Pacific Waves. If you could please start by outlining for us the French Pacific Territories involvement in the French National Assembly.
2: Well the French National Assembly has five hundred and seventy seven seats. Six of those are reserved for the French Pacific Territories three from French Pronesia, two from New Caledonia and a single seat is from Wallace and Fortuna. Uh, Any French citizen can vote in this election. The the restrictions that we have in New Caledonia for local elections don't apply. As usual, this is a sort of a a mixed situation in the sense that it is a national election, but also uh, somewhat of a local election because the issues that are relevant in the different territories come to the fore as people campaign on those issues that they then say will, they will take to Paris for to the National
0: Assembly. And, and the, some of the most interesting or startling results coming from French Polynesia. Yeah, well, in French Polynesia, for the first time ever, the three
2: pro-independence candidates uh, made it through. It never happened before that the three pro-independence candidates would make it into the runoff round. But now they've also won all three seats. And what's uh, sort of surprising in there is that it's a youth vote that carried a lot. Uh, the youngest candidate to ever win the seat in the French National Assembly under the Fifth Republic is Le Gaïk uh, from Tahiti. Uh, he's a 21-year-old who was a student interrupting his studies in order to stand in this election and he won with just under 51% of the vote. Uh, he defeated uh, Nicole Buto, who is a well-known long-standing politician, former government minister uh, of the ruling Tapura ratira party. Now, the Tapura, which is the dominant party in the assembly, a party that has about two thirds of all seats, is dominating across the territory, did not manage to get any of the three candidates into Paris. Uh, that, of course, is a, a shock for the president, Edouard Fritsch, he said they'll make it difficult for him to put his side to the French stage to, to ask for French help and so on, because he's now have to see that his territory is being represented by people from the opposition. This opposition is pro-independence, uh, making a, quite a big issue out of wanting to promote Maui, um, standing Maui culture. Uh, Le like this young that deputy now said that uh, because of the french constitution there's only one people recognized in france that's the french people and only one language is recognized and he says well as soon as the mao people or indigenous people are recognized as people the maui language can finally be made an official language in this territory so he's got uh, uh, this view of pushing the, the maui identity interesting as well is that and uh, the second candidate to make it into this assembly, Steve Shayu, and he's a Tahitian language teacher who has spent quite some time uh, in the United States teaching Tahitian. And
0: and how has this come about? Like you said, this has never happened before. So so what what's happened differently? I imagine local
2: politics play into this. Of course, a uh, final analysis is you know, to be seen yet. But, uh, you know, people are not happy with uh, the economic situation, so you can say it's an anti-government move. Uh, At the same time, uh, there is a feeling that the government has mishandled the pandemic in one way or another. Um, French Polynesia was the first territory in the Pacific to open up to tourism about two years ago, once this pandemic had already spread and closed down the region. Um, This resulted in a spike late in 2020 when, French Polynesia had the highest incidence of covid anywhere outside Europe a lot of people died uh, mandates were put in place uh, to get people vaccinated that was resisted by a large part of the population there were strikes uh, an unhappiness uh, overall with how the government handled or managed this and then on a somewhat personal level this scandal surrounding Edward Fritsch and uh, Thierry Alfa, his then vice president, who had put in place these extreme measures in order to contain the pandemic. Uh, people had to have written attestation to move out of their houses and go into the public. And while this was in force, uh, Alpha and Fritsch uh, were at the wedding, hundreds of people were there, um, Edward was was uh, filmed crooning once that video came out of course a big scandal that these people put in place rules themselves defied them and uh, there was a sort of a legal aftermath to this and only a couple of weeks ago. The two were fined uh, several thousand dollars for having committed that breach. So I guess there is a, a personal vote in all of this. Rich said that the loss was due to an amalgamation of everything and anything. I imagine. That also includes the reaction to his uh, breach of the COVID restrictions last year.
0: Moving on to New Caledonia now, they had hoped to have a similar result, the pro-independence candidate, um, candidate but but no such luck?
2: No. Well, what was interesting was that the pro-independence side tried to uh, finally make it into the French National Assembly. Uh, they decided, when they decided to run in this uh, election, they decided to just have two candidates, one in each constituency. And in that sense, they were successful in making it to the second round. But in New Caledonia, again, it's the local issues that are the, the decisive elements in um, how this is going to play played out. And it was essentially a race uh, about independence or not. While the legal side of this independence question has been settled in the sense that people voted against independence, the political side is still undecided because the right to self-determination of the Canic people that has not been extinguished by this. Uh, So it was again uh, a for and against independence uh, type referendum and uh, in this context uh, uh, the pro independence side lost.
0: The first medals have been won at the 2022 Pacific minigames in the Northern Marianas, with the Papua New Guinea women's tennis players clinching the first gold of the weekend. This came after a colourful opening ceremony on Friday, which featured a ultra-high-tech twist to the traditional end-of-program light show. Competition for most of the nine sports gets underway today and tomorrow, with more medals expected overnight. Joining me from Saipan is RNZ Pacific's CNMI correspondent Mark Rabago on. welcome back on Pacific Waves, Mark. So, an eventful start to the game so far?
4: So, um, like other games, uh, we there was like competition in baseball and tennis a day before the opening ceremony. So, Guam lost to the CDMI in the first game in the baseball. And uh, the team competition for tennis started off last Thursday. Uh, on Friday, we had an opening ceremony. Obviously, there were speeches by the VIPs, but the highlight, of course, was the Parade of Nations, where 20 countries uh, went around the track and field oval in their delegates' costume, not costume but uniforms. Some were wearing some of their uh, cultural garb. And uh, at the end of the presentation, after the cultural dances, after the Parade of Nations, after some speeches, Everybody was treated by with a uh, drone display, the first of its kind in the CDM. More than more than probably 50 or more drones up in the sky, and they were like mimicking all the sports. Like if it's weightlifting, they have a sticky person there mimicking weight uh, lifting weights, or or for triathlon, it's cycling, running, and swimming and golf and everything, all the, all the nine sports mimicked by the drone. So it was, it was really nice. And then it all kept up with the 2022 Minigames logo. So it was, a, it was an awe-inspiring display of uh, drone technology. And then on Saturday, we had uh, the first medal, not really awarded because they didn't award it. They were awarded on uh, Friday. But tennis, there was a championship already for the team tennis, And Papua New Guinea beat Fiji in the women's, so they had the honor of getting the first medal, quote-unquote, of the games. And then the Mai had the gold in the team tennis after beating Vanuatu uh, two games to one. So that's the recap so far. And this morning, we had weightlifting, some tennis, and badminton um, that started also.
0: Nice. And
4: and w- w- what's the
0: atmosphere like? Uh, you've obviously, I've seen you meeting a few few stars and, and having a chat with them. How are the athletes um, what, th- that you've been talking to feel about being there and
4: competing? Well, um, the general consensus uh, was uh, they like the accommodations. It's the first time that they they're staying at a hotel. So air condition and the food is great. Transportation is great. So no complaints among them. Um the, only, the, thing, the thing that's also really good here right now is is weightlifting, aside from the minigames, they're also holding their Oceania Championships here. So athletes that you, sh- you usually see in the Olympics or in the Commonwealth Games are here, like Irene Sikamatana, uh, and then Ticatua, uh, uh, just the one who won uh, three medals this morning and set a new Oceania record. And her 13th Pacific Games medal and she won three immediately. So, wow, All oh, inspiring display of sportsmanship and uh, athletic excellence. And uh, the atmosphere is superb. Uh, it's like a fiesta everywhere you go with all the different countries, all the different nations. Wow, it's just uh, an experience you wouldn't forget.
0: Yeah, like a, like a buffet. And, and and tell us what's coming up uh, in the next day for
4: sporting events. Athletic usually always the biggest and the highlight of all the games is starting tomorrow. And I forgot to say, because it's on Rota, triathlon also had its men's and singles individual races this morning. I'm going to get an update on that later today. Golf is starting also again today. And Beach volleyball will also start today. So most of the sports will start either today or tomorrow.
0: Awesome. Thank so, you, Mark. We'll, we'll come back to you midweek and, and check up on you. But enjoy enjoy the games. I'll send you photos also. Thanks, thank Roy. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves. For today, remember you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart or Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us.